Welcome to Made in 80s, podcast about the 80s by people who are made in the 80s. I'm Shalia, and we have... Tim. And Kendon. What up, guys? What's up? Well, a lot of things. Okay. Up in a little while is our movie for the week, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Did party, you find party it? Party on. Party on. Did you guys find it to be an excellent adventure? There were some hiccups there. <laughs> excellent enough. Excellent enough. Yeah. Okay. We will talk about that in a little while. I'll put yeah. the timestamp in the show notes. And let's go back to the 80s. It's time for our trivia game. So this right. week's turn. It's my turn, I think, this week, right? All right. We'll see. So let's see. Rolling a four. Okay. Got a blue. Got a blue. What character did young actor Jonathan Kikwan play in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom? Oh, um, Short Round? That's the name? That's the name, yeah. That's the name? Yeah. Yeah, short round. He's credited as Kehui Kwan. Wait, hold on. Were you going for a piece? Were you supposed to answer this question? Um, yes. Then <laughs> <laughs> we won. We did it as a team. Ah. All right, I got two pies. That's the trivia from the 80s. Now, you guys, what's the news from the 20s? I will start by saying mm. a big rest in peace to Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Sad news out of LA the other day that his helicopter went down on the way to his daughter's AAU game. His daughter, Gianna, was with him, who's 13, promising basketball star who had dreams of going to UConn and playing in the WNBA. And she was like his little twin. Uh, so it was sad, sad news. One of one of the NBA greats. And uh, I was telling someone earlier, what's fascinating about someone like Kobe, who's sort of a living legend, is he had sort of his fingerprints in these younger guys who were coming up because they idolized them. And he had peers who played against him, like LeBron and these guys who still had a reference for him. And he had guys who played against him and coached with him, uh, coached him. You know, the Luke Wallens of the world, who's a coach who played with him, and Brian Shaw and Jason Kidd and these guys who played against him and for him, who all kind of felt a way about it. Uh, one guy who hated Kobe, uh, famous media member, just didn't like him. This is like, was like, I always thought he was like a, a gunner and a ball hog, was like, Whenever I would talk to other NBA players, they all said the same thing about him. They all felt the way, the same way about him. So I had to like, maybe I'm the person who's wrong. Like I feel like, ah oh, man, Kobe's a gunner. He shoots forty times a game. But I would talk to other NBA players and be like, yo, who's what players are this? And they would all say, man, Kobe. Kobe's a killer. Like I, I hate playing against him every night. He's gonna, you know, he's gonna get you forty. He's gonna and talk he was trash. A hard worker. He was a hard worker. So this, I mean, what's the silver lining is all these really, really funny stories about Kobe. His competitiveness have been coming out over the last 24 hours. And they've been, and they're hilarious, but it speaks to sort of his character. The funniest was Lou Williams saying when he was with the Lakers, they had got blown out in Portland in one game. And Kobe comes in the locker room and you know everyone had all kind of Kobe stuff, right? Nike stuff. He grabbed everybody's Kobe stuff and said, you don't get to have this because you guys play soft. <laughs> but like, but meant it. Like. Was for real about it. you don't get to have it because you guys are playing too soft. So all those stories are really funny, um, and I'm just sad for people. It, we were listening to the Ice Cube thing earlier, mm-hmm. and Cube said it eloquently that like it's these type of guys in LA that kind of hold the city together when there's so much going on. People are different economically and racially, and there's gang banging, all kind of other stuff happening in LA. But the one thing people can all get together on is the Lakers. And Kobe had been a staple of the Lakers for 20 years and been, and even in his post career, it turned into like this Jedi master to these younger dudes and sort of had his Mamba Academy and sort of been around the game and showing up at the games. And yeah, it's, it's a, it's a big loss for a lot of people. So I feel for him and his, his family and 
you know, they, you know, I couldn't imagine his wife right now dealing with a lot, but the girls. So girls. I was not the biggest Kobe fan. I've always been a critic, okay. but like this was, I mean, this is somebody who I like. It's it's crazy to have a world today without him. Like I, I might critique some of his choices, but I did would never ever 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 want this to happen, and I do love him like so, 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 yeah and you, as a dad yeah, as i really dad. appreciated like man. and that little girl like especially she's a middle child which i, I appreciate you appreciate the middle child um and those like, her sisters like that yeah, is the thing that i'm i'm even more than her mom but like those Losing those sister. girls i can't i mean yeah. right, siblings right like i can't i, I can't my, imagine i lost my brother when i was 17 and it's it's weird having conversations with my nephew who's 13 and never knew him, but kind of knows about him mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like has seen pictures and sort of heard about him. But he, he passed, you know, 20 years before this dude was even born and he's still kind of, so it's weird the way people live on. Like my nephew kind of looks like him <laughs> and my, my dad will often sometimes call my brother's name just randomly because they look like each other when they were kids but he was especially my, my nephew was really young uh, he looked a lot like him uh, so it's funny how people live on so i'm curious to see how kobe lives on i think it's gonna be interesting to see what happens in the nba the next couple of weeks yeah. all-star game is coming up like detroit just played and they wore their motor city jerseys and everyone wore either eight or 24 with kobe's name on it um so yeah it's impacted everyone is x like i'm watching people grown people on television crying yeah. Grown people, full on tears, talking about this, which is, it's, I mean, like, which it's, is crazy. It's interesting because, like, we know, like, celebrities aren't above death, yeah, right, and like that we're all mortal. And I mean, there have been a lot of people from the generation before us who have been passing, and that's been for me kind of crazy. Of like, yeah. wow, I can't believe this person passed away, right? But Kobe's are like, I mean, he's older than us, right. but like, not he's that much, right? Not that no, much. He's forty. Like, he's forty one. He's like, yeah, it's just, it's unbelievable. Young. But you feel yeah, like these yeah. people are sort of gladiators and they'll live forever. And exactly. Like, this isn't the way you, you grow old and you age and, you yeah. know, you're not, this isn't, we're not, I was shocked. I was actually in the movie theater when it happened and my phone, I felt my watch kept vibrating and I was like, so I see a missed call from my sister and I immediately go to like, something's going on with yeah. my family. Like, why is she calling me back to back? When I step outside and I get a text from her and it's like, Kobe died. And I look at my text and I've got like text from people who don't really text me often. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, you good? Like, I almost texted you. I seen, I've had a, of, a like, lot of people text like, me yeah. like, man, I see your guy die, man. Like, they know I'm a Laker fan. They know I'm a, I'm a big Kobe fan. You are. You've um, stood up for him yeah. in conversations. And yeah, I, I had a lot of missed calls from people. And then I was with my friend who's a big Kobe fan, Jermaine. And I went in the theater. I was like, hey, man. Kobe just I, I had to tell him like dude, yeah. Kobe just died and he was like what so we went out to the theater and we're in the lobby sort of just talking we were at, at AMC out of South Center and then this other dude comes in and I just looked at him I was like dude Kobe died he was like what so it's me and this guy we do not know just talking for like 10 minutes about Kobe Bryant in the lobby and just and the people who worked there were walking over like yo did you see the news and so it could it, you saw this wave it, even when we we didn't finish the movie we left we couldn't really focus on the film no way. We, and i've been walking through the mall just random people just like looking at me and be like that's crazy huh like it, we, it wasn't sometimes it wasn't a lot of words just people exchanging like how 
how much disbelief people were in there. Yeah. We just saw him. I just watched LeBron talk about passing him and, and, and points and what it meant. And like he he's giving he, his heart he tweeted that night. That night, I was I was I watched LeBron in the interview talk about Kobe's impact on his life and how much he appreciated him. And then the less than twenty four hours, is twelve hours. This dude's gone. I was hoping it was fake. Oh well, Kenan Kenan's one who announced it to me. I'm just like, you're lying. Like what? Yeah, that's insane. No way. Um, yeah, you also mentioned that UConn was maybe, uh... Well, that's the rumor that they're, you know, possibly having a scholarship in his daughter's name and retiring her number two that she wore, but I don't know how true that is, but you're seeing a lot of very strong... I'm trying to think the last time someone passed and it was this kind of, like, wave of people showing love and appreciation... Prince, maybe? Yeah, Prince. But Prince was so mysterious. Like, Kobe lived a very public life. Like, we've seen him since he was 16, 17. Like, we've seen his life. All the warts, all the good and the bad. We've seen all of it. That's right. But Prince was a very... We saw him when we, when he wanted us to see him. You know what I mean? Like, he would retreat into Paisley Park. And then... But when he passed, all these stories came out. They were, like, incredible. But Kobe, like, we saw this happen in real time. Uh, so I think it's, it's it's a different kind of impact. You um, know what? I mean, what keeps coming to mind for me is Aaliyah and Left Eye. I yes. keep thinking of Aaliyah. Like, if Aaliyah had passed in this current internet age, it would have been that. I remember, I'll never forget, like, hearing she passed. And then, like, and people younger. Plane crash. Yeah. But people younger than, I don't know if any young people listen to this. They don't, I don't know if they understand. Like, there was a time where information was shared. Where the, the internet was the internet, but it wasn't quite where... It was where it is now. So I remember back when MTV was useful. Yeah, and, and the so radio. It's funny yeah. you said that because I got the I got it from MTV News. That's what I would guess. I got it. And I was radio. like, "What? There's no TMZ, right?" So MTV News reports this: Aaliyah died in a plane crash after filming a video. And I was like, "Huh?" So I go on the internet, which took forever, <laughs> and I was like, "Like reloading the space to see." Yeah. And it was real. It was real. It was a real thing. I just remember being like. Wow, on a plane crash in the Bahamas after shooting a video. Now was Left Eye a plane and uh, was that a car? That was a car crash. Okay, car crash and plane crash. Now helicopter crash. Because yeah. there's a lot of like musicians who've died in plane crashes. No, that's I don't want to bring that up, but yes, that's creepy. Yes, it happens way too often. Yeah, anyway, so rest in peace, Kobe. I don't want to bring the mood down, but I wanted to say a big rest in peace to Kobe. I know it's impacted a lot of people's lives. I cried yesterday, and it wasn't. It was a lot of stuff with his pictures of him and his daughter yeah. that was just really heartbreaking. And it's, I think seeing other people mourn. Yeah. Because I can, I recognize that pain. I recognize like, yeah. Like I was watching Doc Rivers like sob and I was like, yeah, I've been there. I saw yeah, LeBron I and LeBron gets off the video of him on a tarmac. The video was from afar. So it was clearly someone videoing the Lakers getting off the plane to try to get something. And LeBron, he's hugging somebody, but it's like that full body cry. His whole body, I was like, yeah, I've been there, bro. I don't, I can't see his face, but I know exactly what he's, like, I felt that, like, guttural, like, I can't stop crying, and I don't know what to do. There's also something to seeing, like, these big, tough guys yeah. who, you see them tear up after they're, like, when they're excited. Yeah, or they winning. won a championship. Yeah, like, that kind of emotion, but, like, not this. That pain. Yeah. Of, like, and you know, if you and if you've lost someone, you know, it's just, it doesn't really go away. For a while, it never, and to be truthful, someone asked me the other day, like, do you ever stop grieving? And I was like, no. 
Mm-mm. I wish I had a better answer for you, but the answer is no. No. It subsides. It comes in waves. But I cried last year on FaceTime talking about my mom in front of Target. I didn't plan on crying that day. I didn't plan on, I was just having a conversation on FaceTime and all of a sudden I'm crying, talking about her. Not even like a sobbing cry, but like these emotions mm-hmm. come up and you don't know what's going to trigger them or what's going to move you to for emotion. But I, it's, before we get off this Kobe subject real quick, what it has opened up, which I really appreciate, is the conversation about men and mental health and being okay to cry and like tapping into that kind of stuff and not trying to suppress it. Like it's cool that you're sad. I'm glad Kyrie went home. He didn't stay. So literally Saturday, which is the day before this happened, Mm -hmm. KZW was talking about her kids because she's got two boys and how she's, they're really trying to work on not make, like not normalizing them, like holding in their emotions and this idea that they they can't have emotions and they can't have feelings. And it was really interesting because I've never, like, I really just haven't spent a lot of time around boys. But, yeah. like, she's so, pointing out that, a like. It's very boy thing. Well, and, and I never really thought about it. But, like, in terms of media, like, that is very, it's it's really reinforced that, like, boys don't cry. And, like, even yeah. with some of the better, like, movies, um, like, thinking about, like, Frozen yeah. or things where um, we've got stronger, like, female characters female leads who are like really tough and stuff but they still cry and it's okay but you don't see you do not see male characters crying and if you do it's usually humorous they usually like except for rambo when he was like crying that last thing yeah you know what sylvester stallone does kind of cry sometimes rambo cries too yeah rocky cries too huh yeah so maybe rocky cried when mick died he's crying like next to mick's body yeah that's right we do see those. Yeah, we well, see little that. kids don't get to watch those kind of dramas. No, no. That's the problem. Well, no, I think anything is important. My dad never performed any of that kind of stuff for me. So I never grew up on it or mm-hmm. in it. Um, but I appreciate that being a conversation. I hope that carries forward and people are allowed to feel how they feel. Yeah. I don't I try to police people's emotions. Oh, I mean, yeah. We need to know how to regulate and control them our, ourselves. And we need to learn those skills. But also, people should be able to be sad and express it. Be sad. Yeah. Um, Kennedy, did you have anything you wanted to say about this? Not really. It's okay Not, if you don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't actually know that much about him. Okay. Kenan did say, like, whoa, he scored 81 points in a game once. And what was, I was, eight, was it 84? 81. What was my response to you? He was not. Because he would not pass. <laughs> no, he had two assists that game. I told you. <laughs> he had two assists. But, uh,. Well, and then Wilt Chamberlain, 100 points. This is a joke that Wilt Chamberlain didn't really do that. It's like a running joke because they didn't actually play in Philly that game. There was a traveling circus, so the game played somewhere else. So there were no cameras. And it was just reporters and statisticians. Uh, so everyone here, reports he here. scored 100. And they're like, well, where's the, where's the footage? There's one picture of him holding up the sign that says 100 on it. But, like, mm-hmm. he probably did it. Probably did. Will, Will was a beast, man. Will's numbers are. If you ever look up his numbers, what, they were insane. Was it against the Washington Generals? No. <laughs> I mean, he was playing against accountants <laughs> and like tax guys. Like these guys. Were like, he Will, was on. He was on the Globetrotters. He may. Have, he may have been. No, he, I just I looked it up. He was in Conan the Barbarian too. Oh. What's been in some movies? Yeah. Um. Okay. Did Kobe try to rap? He did. He did, didn't he? He was. So yeah, he was in the NBA. It's kind of required. Yeah, it's he a did. A, he did like a Destiny Child remix. He did a song with Brian McKnight. He did a song with Tyra Banks. 
Good old Kobe, man. That's what? awesome. Oh, you've never heard it? That's Tyra. Thanks. I'm going to send it to you. Kobe Tyra song. What do you have against me? <laughs> it's great. It's Kobe rapping. Respect him, man. Is she singing? They, they used to play it. When they win championships, they would play on the radio in LA. I love it. Just love as a joke. Like, we're playing Kobe song. They want to chip. And they would play Kobe's, <laughs> Kobe's song. You know, I do have something to say. I really appreciated the, um, I think at the Grammys, Boys to Men did a tribute. Oh, him, them and Lucia Keys? Yeah. That was I, that, it's one of my favorite songs by them, and I think it was. It's uh, it's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday, and I think it was fitting. Yeah, I think um, it's kind of crazy that this. I mean, it's crazy that it happened anyway. It's also crazy that it happened on Sunday morning, where you've got all. Of, I mean, you have games a lot anyway, but you've got all these games, and then you've and got the Grammys. Grammys at Staples. The fact that the Grammys were there, like that's that's a lot. That at, is a lot. At Staples, it was crazy. So, yeah, agreed. Yeah. Rest in and peace. And also it's to really, the really other upsetting. other eight really people on the away, yeah. yeah. I I think it's important. Well, and a lot of kids. Like there was another uh, kids, parent I and know. kid, uh, and then that, the coach that passed uh, it was his wife and kid on there. Um, which is just, yeah, um, yeah, makes you think. Um, well, in terms of other news, I have some news. This movie related news. Movie related. McKinnon might appreciate. What's the news? Ooh. Is it about Dune? Dune, uh, kind of. Adjacent? Uh, Blade Runner 2049 director Denis fell in the way, whatever is how you pronounce his name, mm-hmm. would like to revisit the universe with a new film. Great. Revisit the universe. Now, what's going to make this happen is Dune being successful. Then I think, I think gets, this is the one of the best times for Dune to be successful. But it, it, I mean, it should work, yes. But so many other things happen that just happen around the film, have nothing to do with the filmmaking, and nothing to do with how good or bad it is, where it just doesn't make any money at the box office. And there's I nothing just, you can do I, about I'm, it. I'm hard. worried about that part, because there was like a momentum happening, yeah. and it was coming out at a good time where it was just like, whoa, like super exciting. But it's been quiet. Yeah, and I'm a little bit worried that people aren't going to be as excited and like gung-ho the, about going and watching They're not it. casting any more people. That was the main they're not the main the main characters are all cast and I think that was what that momentum is. So my guess, come May, come when the summer movie season starts and it's a trailer. If they're really putting oh is it new God, line? Wait, no, what, what is it? I wanna say November. Yeah, we're gonna get something at Comic Con. For sure. Yeah. Oh, they're gonna hype July. the hell out of this. And they have for that sure. many major I mean Jason Momoa, like people who have have social media followings. This is a book that has a real following throughout, like intergenerationally. And you can actually sell this as much as I really think Expanse is kind of like Game of Thrones in space. You can sell Dune as Game of Thrones in space slash Star Wars for adults. I will say this though. Here's the unfortunate <laughs> thing. Every year there are two or three movies that on paper should work that just don't make yeah, money. Yeah, I hope this is. And, that, and it. that's not, I mean, they can be critically acclaimed and people will love them. They just do not make money at the box office. And the only thing stopping. Him from doing another because Blade Runner didn't make any money in the box. It lost a bunch of money, and I thought that was a fine film. You're talking about original, but Blade Runner 2049. It's lost. It lost a bunch of money. I don't think. But I don't think it's apples. I don't think it's a a proper comparison because this is an this is an action movie. Like they're they're probably gonna have to pump up some of the action, show maybe some fights that aren't actually shown 
within the book but are only referenced to. Yeah. But we're talking about big sci-fi battles. I hope that they make I, listen, Christopher Walken a Fremen. If it is any- say, I hope Christopher Walken plays a Fremen yeah. just for what like for a the, minute for to the, do his little walk. The walk, walk without what, what, rhythm. What, what, what I'm saying is if it is everything that you want from a Dune movie and you and it is critically acclaimed and people love it, there's a chance it still won't make money. There is yeah. a chance. I hope okay. that's the I'm best but, but the studio the studio has insurance. B, they're I believe they're filming both parts together. So it's kind of like Blade Runner. I kind of don't care. I got Blade Runner. Yeah. I got a really but, good Blade Runner movie. Yeah. And it was critically yeah, acclaimed. So they can't necessarily, they're not necessarily going to come down on, on Denis about that. Yeah. You're, you, the, the, if the they problem, don't make Children of Dune, you'll be fine. But the yes. problem is, <laughs> yes. Oh, well, I'll be okay if they don't, already, no, if they don't make Dune Messiah. Yeah. Cause yeah. you even forget the, Dune Messiah yeah. came before Children of the Dune. Only, the only problem you're going to run into is, is him not being able to get other big budget properties because this is the second time he's done something that's in the box office. But hopefully, hopefully, yeah, not. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully uh, not. but that's okay because I will hopefully then have pick up something he, smaller. He will have given me the two things that I really want, yeah. And then with a smaller, I mean, I watched Enemy. Enemy. The one I haven't favorite. seen I is, uh, is Prisoners. Whoa, Prisoners is great. And then what? Uh, do Prisoners you know? Did great. Arrival make money? Like it was. That's not a block. That's not no. a blockbuster sort of movie. But it, it is amazing. Right. Like, like I don't. Blade Runner like lost a lot. Of money. Yeah. <laughs> it but they lost spent. Money. They spent too much money on it. Yeah. That story, like I, I think fate, whatever that that movie came out. But that story, the Blade Runner stories are about thinking as yeah. much to me. And so want, future want, ones don't yeah. have to be that expensive. It's tell- kind of, hold on. It's kind of like Cloverfield versus 12 Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. Even though 12 Cloverfield, 10 Lane, Cloverfield Lane, 10, yeah, yeah, it was not necessarily originally going to be a Cloverfield movie. No. But it had the tension. It had all this mm. other stuff. If he has to scale down after this, he's so talented. He, he, listen, he'll still work. He's a talented. Or he's done some great movies. Um, the the funny thing is when you end up with these kind of films, uh, often is they they get like you you want to do a Blade Runner movie, but does it have to be this scale? And so the studio talks themselves into like, oh, we're gonna do this big epic Blade Runner, and it's gonna be two hundred fifty million dollars. Like you didn't have to do that. Uh, they, I mean, they missed. How did they do little do? <laughs> oh, that, you have to do that, that, that one. Was, that was what did I tell you like about that? Again, another one. If I pitched to you, it's a, it's a Doolittle movie with Robert Downey Jr. and hear all these voice actors, you'd be like, "Oh, this should be fine." And then it comes out, and you're like, "Oh no, this isn't." Fine. No, I saw well, I mean, the trailer. No, it was like, no. but I will tell you the one, the one thing when I would talk to people about Blade Runner. They said it was too long. Yeah, and it's very slow. It's beautiful, but it's very. Which is why they didn't go see it. Yeah. No, they I know. Like, oh, I, no. I didn't recommend it's, it to people. It's two hours, 46 minutes? I wouldn't I'm send good. anybody there. I felt bad I mean, for the one long, friend I brought. Long was, <laughs> it's not the length. Because how long was Endgame? But you, by then, you're already... I'm, I'm saying. You're it already It's clearly long. not... There you go. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I brought one friend who wasn't familiar with it and felt bad for making her sit through the whole thing. Yeah. Like, it was a good movie, but like... Who'd you bring? Shameen. Wow, and I was like, I'm That's sorry. Not, yeah. I mean, yeah, she liked it. We had a great conversation on the way home about how they treated the women. But like, um, but yeah, oh, wow. I felt bad. Like, this is a long movie, and it feels long. It does. Yeah, your movie can't feel long. Don't do that to people. But so, anyway, I, I like yeah. him as a director. I think he's extremely talented. I hope that Blade Runner. I mean, I hope that Dune is a hit, and I hope we get more Blade Runner films because I, I like that world of Blade Runner. I think it could be a very fascinating world to sort of deep dive into with different characters. You mean Dune? 
No, Blade Runner. Oh, because he's seen Blade Runner. Blade Runner. No, because the the article I, is about doing a a a longer Blade Runner. Uh, oh, I have got you, you read? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have okay. you read Dune ever? Mm-mm. But I we did talk about movie. it. I saw the original yeah. movie like multiple times, but yeah, because we talked about it. We have my dad. My dad's friend used to have Dune books. Yeah. So <laughs> so I have <laughs> two quick things. <laughs> I think that he'll do well because he seems like the sort of person, the sort of director that actors would want to work with. Yeah. So it's, even if he has to do lower budget, he might you know be able to to get like a bigger name who wouldn't necessarily you know fit into smaller movies. I don't know how exactly I'm trying to say, but he he might get a little bump by getting people who want to work with him because he makes good stuff, even if it's a lower budget movie. Other thing is, Arrival made two hundred and three million off of a forty seven million dollar budget, so he can how much he it made over two hundred uh, on just a little under fifty, so like a four x multiplier. That's good. Well, and it's going to be like Dune has, like you were saying, it, it's got action. It's got conversation. Like Blade Runner doesn't have a lot of dialogue. Dune is like a whole bunch of interactions. It's going to be good. It's going to be fine. Yeah. I need it to. What is it called? What is it called? It's, called, it's coming out in November? I hope so. It's a good time Ooh, soon, to come out. Blade soon. Runner made off of, now granted, you always have to add the advertising, but the budget was $185 million in box over box office of 260 But I'm curious what it's after yeah it lost a bunch of money for Warner Brothers it was a whole right article. at this point i'm wondering if they ever would uh um break even with home video and stuff like that because it, it's not a blockbuster crowd yeah i remember the article came out a few months after it was out like yo it was one of their biggest sort of bombs because it just it they lost a bunch of money on it and i was like that's not good you're absolutely and it's right. not even his fault that's the that's the sad thing about it it's not his fault but it's it's sort of this sort of scarlet letter you have to wear around as the director to be like, yeah, the last product you did for a studio lost a bunch of money. It happens. I think it's probably just solved over solved over a little bit by the fact that they're so well reviewed. It'll be okay. It'll be okay. I'm moving it on. I'm moving us on. Move this, on. We're okay. almost at half an hour. We're still yeah. on the news. Okay, so my news. What's your news? My news involves the Space Force. Okay, what's the Space Two Force? Two interesting things about the Space Force. First of all, they introduced... Um, the, uh, they unveiled the Space Force uniform, Gosh. which is camo, green camo, camo. <laughs> in space. Where are they going? <laughs> so there is some really fun, if you wanted to, to watch it, get dragged a bit on um, social media. Is it shades of black? Um, camo? No. Nope. It was green. They were like, you, you're expecting to find a lot of trees in space. What, um, what, what kind of uniform should they have worn? I mean. Gray, like a spaceship? Yeah, I think gray. I mean, if the, if the point is to camouflage, like to blend into your surroundings, I don't think the point is to to blend into anything, right? But camo is camo is an odd choice because camo is for blending into your surroundings, yeah. right? So, so there's have some funny yeah. stuff, like you so know, you those kind of like a uniform, like you a, know those cheapy shirts. I don't know if they're cheap, but it's just like a bunch of stars. Like there was some funny uh, posts about that, and um, or just full on black, like uh, oh, what do you call them? Like the dancers who just wear like, like the all leotards. black leotard, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Um, and then also, then they um unveiled their the logo, and then people were upset because, or a certain group of people were upset. And I kind of understand, but it's like whatever. It looks very much like the United Federation of no Starfleet. It looks like the Starfleet symbol from Star Trek. Um, it has a very close resemblance. Um, so is this are we about to hit like nerd wars like people who love Star Wars versus Trekkies and like is that the group that's offended? 
I don't know, know about be... Star Wars at all. Why Star Star Wars Trekkies wouldn't be would invited. like it? I would think. No. Oh, it's too close to them. They're like, no, you can't be as awesome. Right. Well, as it's us. it's. I mean, I don't know that it makes sense, but I, I think your average like old school Star Trek person is not a fan of the Trump administration, and this is kind of Trump's pet project. I see. So it's like, yeah, we're taking war to space. Although, I mean, literally, Starfleet is kind of a peacekeeping armada, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, Space Force. Um, they said they wanted the uniforms to be in line with the rest of the military. So I don't know, but Air Force pilots don't wear camo, right? Sometimes. No. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, that's where I, that's <laughs> but, where I'm at. Space Force. That's, that's <laughs> yep. yeah, silly. Um. Okay. So other news. I heard that they have a Karate Kid musical. Oh, God. <laughs> have you heard of it? Oh, no. Man. Apparently it's coming um, to Broadway, maybe. So that's some news. Kind of ridiculous. Not sure how it's going to go. Thumbs up or thumbs down? I don't know. I don't know. No, the idea. The idea of it. Well, here's the thing. I'm going to segue into what you've been watching. So during the holidays, Fifth Avenue Theater here in Seattle had a musical of Mrs. Doubtfire. And I had friends going to see it. And Kenan, I think you might have suggested seeing it. And I was just like, why would I want to see that? Like, first of all, why would I want to watch it as a musical? And it's not Robin Williams. So, that like, Ms. Delphire is Ms. Delphire. Um Hold on. Was that an example when he passed away? All of the love that came out for him? Anthony Bourdain is. Yeah, Anthony Bourdain. That was, like, a hit. Okay. We were just like, wow. Um, so, Yeah. Uh, I that was interesting to see. I, I had no interest to see the musical because it was like, mm. and then I did watch Miss Doubtfire during the holidays. Wait, did you? I did, and it holds up sort of. It's a drive-by <laughs> I fruiting. love it so much. Like I love it so much. I didn't make it all the way through. Um, I love it so is, much. I didn't make it all. The I way was through. watching it before falling asleep, and I ended up falling asleep. Ah. Um, but yeah. So I don't think I'm down for a Karate Kid musical. It's fair. Yeah, I don't think I'm down for it. But which is interesting, you. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Kind of seem like the target for musicals in general. Maybe just if they're on TV. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, your Glee, and what was the other thing that was out around the same time as Glee? I always forget the name of it. It was the one about was Marilyn it? Monroe. Oh, was that what it was about? Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that's my news and what I've been up to as I watched Mrs. Doubtfire. I also watched Isn't It Romantic? It's a uh, movie. It's a, it's a parody of a romantic comedy. <laughs> it was kind of. awesome. It was so much fun. It's fun. It was very, very fun. So I enjoyed that immensely. And then another funny movie that I watched that was not a sequel to... What's the one where they make a porno? Uh, uh, the two names. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's something something makes a porno. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was that because it was a long shot. Um, I thought that was like the sequel to it, but it was not at all. Um, it was Charlie Theron and, um, oh, what's his name? What's that guy's name? Uh, help me out. Oh, you saw Seth Rogen. Yeah. She's a politician. Yeah. Running, I yeah. liked it. It was kind of weird. Unbelievable, but fun. So that's what I've been up to. What have you Zach guys been up to? Zach and Mary make a porno. Zach and Mary. Um. Yeah. What are you guys up to? What do you think about doing, watching, listening so to? So I got two quick things. First of all, um, this was fun. I heard about a new game. 
uh, like a movie related game on um, the Slash Filmcast. Okay. And I explained it to Shalia. Oh, yeah, when we played it. And Shalia said, I have no interest in ever playing it. She was like, no, no. And I was like, it could be fun. So the, the game is really quickly. It's basically you choose uh, just some, t- uh, what do you say, category of movie, like movies that start with a T or something like that. And what you do is you try to, to guess a movie that has the lowest Rotten Tomatoes score. By critics. By, yeah, by the critics' Rotten Tomatoes scores. It would be interesting to play it with the, the, the uh, users one, Let's too. Let's see if Tim can beat us. So, Tim, mm-hmm. the category is courtroom movie. Mm-hmm. So, it doesn't have to be a drama. It could be, a, it could be anything. Courtroom movie. Mm-hmm. I say jury duty. Kendon says runaway jury? No. What did you say? Liar, liar. Without oh. looking at your phone, what do you think? I didn't say liar, liar. You did. You said liar, liar. Liar, liar, jury duty. Do you think you can name one that got lower ratings than one of those two in Rotten Tomatoes? If we can name one that got lower ratings, a courtroom movie? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. No. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, is that like you might, you might win with an 80%. Yeah. That's the thing. So, wait, Tom... Uh, Tom Hanks movies. What would what would you guess for uh, Claude Alice? Ooh, that's a good one. I'm going with Castaway. And what <laughs> for Lois? Yeah, but no that way. wasn't what you guessed last time, was it? No, but oh, I didn't. I was like last money trap. I said, "Are you ready for this? Angels and Demons." Ooh, that's not a bad one. That's a pretty good one. I think that's still the winner. Okay, so that's the game Kendon's been playing, and it is actually fun, guys. Um, I, I changed Shalia's mind. Yeah. Partially because she likes to compete. Yeah, I didn't realize I was just competing against the players that I was playing against. I, yeah, it became funner once I realized it was just back and forth. It wasn't. So did you did you look up your... What is yours? All right, what are you, where are you at? Castaway, 88%. Sorry, wow, Shalia. Oh, it did that well, huh? I thought it was really oh, well. I thought it did 66%. Ooh, 66. That's pretty high. And Kendon with Angels and Demons comes out at a 36%. Yeah. yeah that's a trash a one. one. That's a good one. Okay. So, so what else are you doing, Kendon? The other thing I've been watching is Succession. Thank you again, Shalia. She You're changed welcome. my mind. I don't yeah. know what changed it, but like yeah, I did. spurred me to watch it. Yeah. I had, um, I had to be very persistent. I screened it, watched Mm, three or four episodes and was like Kenan needs to watch this friends if you're interested at all about succession which Kenan's about to explain set aside two hours so that you can watch episodes one and two together because after episode two you'll know if you want to keep watching or not but do not just watch the first episode it doesn't it's the pilot it introduces everything but it doesn't give you the feel of what the show's gonna be about Kenan what do you want to say about succession um as far as tone it was not what I was expecting I thought it was going to be like a kind of a seri- overly serious thing, but it actually has a lot of elements of kind of um, Arrested Development and The Office to mm-hmm. it. Now, it is a drama. Like, serious things are happening, but it's all kind of absurd. It that- is absolutely absurd. And the the family, like, you don't take most of the characters seriously, but tr- like kind of crazy, crazy, tragic things do happen. The actors, I don't recognize almost any of them except for Brian Cox. And Macaulay Culkin's brother. But I didn't recognize him, even though he was in Home Alone. And he was in She's All That. He's the little brother. I have not watched She's All Freddie That. Freddie Prince Jr. makes the other guys eat their pubes because they're going to make him eat them. What? You remember that? I had I haven't watched this movie. You've seen She's All That. Uh, no. When that movie came out, what makes you think I was going to go and see that movie? Uh, Because it was awesome. Usher was in it. Paul Walker. Freddie Prince Jr. Was, uh, was, was Lil Kim in it? Was Lil it, Kim? <laughs> was Maya in it? Was any, no. of, was any of the celebrities Gabrielle I was Union. 
I wasn't into her. Ugh. Anyway. She was in Set It Off, right? Not Set It Off. What am I talking about? Bring It On? Yeah. The sort of character they always made her play was not one that was appealing to me. Gabrielle uh, Union? Gabrielle Union. Yeah. What do you... Okay. I mean... She was like the rival school in Bring It On. The, her character was not... An antagonist in any way. Yeah, I'm kind of. I'd have to. I'd have to rewatch that. But the, the what always comes to my mind is Deliver Us from Eva, and that's way older. This is high school. No, it's not. Deliver Us from Eva came in like college. Yeah, we were in high school when she was all that. She was a high school student. Yeah, but that's what I remember her from. Even from the earlier stuff, it was mm. just it was kind of an off pit putting attitude. Whatever the case, like you missed out. She's all that was amazing. She's a great actress. My we're point not talking is, about her. I'm talking about the movie. <laughs> Okay, but my point it's is that, that you named off all of the awesome people who are in it, and they are all the sort of things that some like that being in high school would not have been interesting to me. Okay, fine. But Macaulay Culkin's brother was in it. I remembered him, and soon I recognized him immediately in Succession. Yes. So as far as actors, I mostly don't recognize them. Uh, yeah, but it's on HBO, friends, and we we've enjoyed it. It's a little bit of hate watching. You kind of forget at some point that you hate everybody, and you don't actually want them to succeed because they're terrible, terrible people. But like Arrested Development. It's it's really fun to watch. Tim, what are you up to? What are you thinking about doing I and watching? I watch The Gentleman, Guy Ritchie's new film. I've been excited about it. How did you I feel about it? it? It's, yeah? it's, it's a return to form for Guy Ritchie. Uh, you know, he just did Aladdin, and then he stepped back and sort of did this movie about these gangsters in London, and Matthew McConaughey plays this weed dealer. Back to who, basics. Who wants to sell his weed business, and it starts these ripples throughout sort of the crime world in London. And does McConaughey have a accent? No, he's, okay, he's, he's <laughs> McConaughey. And but uh, oh, look at this cast! It's amazing. You Grant is hilarious in it. I hear. So the story is told through you Grant and Charlie. Oh, Hunnam. really? Oh, whoa! Telling a story. You, I just said I didn't recognize any of the people in Succession. Look who's look who's in it from Succession. The older brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's amazing. He's funny. So it's told through you Grant's character named Fletcher going to uh, Charlie Hunnam's character and wanting 20 million pounds for this information he has. So he's telling this sort of long story. Meanwhile, he's pitching a script of the story called Bush. Nice. Kind of like Get Shardy. Yeah. And so it's kind of funny. So that's how you're, you're hearing. So you go back and forth from like this conversation between Fletcher and uh, Charlie, Charlie Hunnam's character. And then, like, him being like, hold on, there's more to the story. Him, like, then going back and telling what happened. And and you get, uh, what's his name? Um, The guy from Crazy Rich Asians. Henry Golding plays Dry Eye. He's this Asian gangster guy. Who, Dry Eye. His name is Dry Eye. It's great. It's it's fun. If you like the kind of stuff, it's fun. Snappy, witty dialogue. Does it live up to Snatch and Lockstock? I mean, it's a no because those movies felt iconic so i don't know if 10 years from now i'll feel that way about it but to me rock and roll is my favorite guy richie film i loved rock and roller rock and roll is great i always I thought there was gonna be a follow-up i always thought there was gonna be another one i was like when is it and i also watched another great film called the velocipaster yeah wait oh wait i want to see this wait what a- was the tag the tagline uh what's the tagline that so, you sent it's, it's about a guy the tagline is a man of the claw. Yes, a man of the claw. <laughs> Not a man of the claw. So he's he's a clergyman kind of, but he's he's a pastor. His parents pass away, and he goes. This movie's like ninety minutes, if that. His parents pass away, and he goes on this trek to like China, 
and he cuts himself by this magical rock that then turns him into a raptor. Mm -hmm. So is he kind of like a werewolf? Kind of. When he gets angry and is like, rah. But um, (laughs) when he's a raptor, it's essentially like a T-Rex suit with longer arms, which is even funnier. Nice. So it's great. It's kind. Of, it's it's meant to be cheesy and over the top and funny and it's. So, I was entertained. It, it, I it laughed sounds a lot. appropriate a, a for next bit, week's uh, episode. As I say, a little bit of a preview. Why didn't you save this for our land of before time episode? I don't know. <laughs> it's funny though. Um, okay, well, going back to the one that you were talking about before. Speaking <laughs> of smart, witty, fun dialogue, you guys ready to talk about Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? Ready. Yes. Bill, Ted, this is really quite simple. We are in danger of flunking most heinously tomorrow. Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. I'm here to help you with your history report. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. All right. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. 1989. Now, interesting, right? It's It was released in 1989, but it takes place in 1988. Does it? 2688. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 1988 that, it, that they're in, the yeah. time period what, that they're in. And then, like, was, the future is 2688. I don't what know. What month was it released? It opens in the future of 2688, and George Carlin's talking. Yeah, yeah what, but what they're in high school in 88. Uh, I don't know about that. But I thought that was pretty funny. Like, why? Because if it was like early in the year, right? that makes sense. It, it, it sort of, but also just I, and kind of, kind of funny. <laughs> Sometimes movies don't get released when they think, but yeah. it is funny. Yeah. Um, okay, so who's in this? Uh, Keanu Who made Reeves. It? How did how did this get made? Plays Ted mm-hmm. Theodore Logan. Mm-hmm. And Alex <laughs> Winter plays Bill S. Preston Esquire. Okay, Esquire. so this Esquire thing, I thought that meant you're a lawyer. Yeah. Because remember, when you, once you uh, passed the bar, I was calling you Esquire for a while. You were calling me Esquire while I was in law school. <laughs> Fine. Um, George Carlin plays Rufus. Yes, he yes. does. Rufus. And you get a lot of really interesting characters that are playing. Al Leong plays Genghis Khan. We, we know Al Leong from being in so many 80s movies as the bad Asian guy. Yep. Yeah, I'm gonna have he's some a, things to say about that. He's in a lot. He is. He's in a lot of movies you've seen. He's he's the bad age. He was in Die Hard. Wait, wait. So wait, is he the one who's like bald on top with like yeah. long flowing back hair in the back? Yeah, and the goatee. Yeah. Right. Or is it a Fu Manchu? He's in Die Hard, in Lethal Weapon, Big Trouble in Little China. I need to watch. I haven't seen Big Trouble in Little China, and I'm kind of excited to see it. Okay, we'll do that soon. Dark Angel, Street Justice, Cage, MacGyver. Action Jackson, Lethal Weapon, A Team, yeah, playing the He's same the guy. guy. Playing the same guy. Um, so yeah, it's a bunch of other people. Dir- <gasps> directed by who? Directed by Stephen Herrick, okay. who also directed Critters, which is a crazy film. Mister Holland's Opus. <laughs> That's a crazy film. <laughs> you know beautiful, what? Beautiful, beautiful. That is a crazy film as well. Boy. <laughs> Do you think that movie could come out now? I don't know. No. I don't think it should have come out then. Kendon, you were wanting to say something? He yes, did. I forgot a little bit of news. Um, they have announced a third movie with these two in it. Yeah. Yeah. Bill yeah. and Ted they face have. the music. They you know have. that? Huh? I think you, that's, you I thought that? that's why we were doing this. I, I knew it afterwards. Oh, yeah. I thought you knew. Yeah. Well, we had, that's we, why we, we were end. doing it. No, no. I just was looking up Bill and Ted a ton once we decided to do it. Got it. All right, so I can tell you guys what this is about if we're ready. Yeah, yeah. What is it about? This is about two knuckleheads who apparently are they, are they knuckleheads? they're knuckleheads. Yes. 
who apparently absolutely um, go on to inspire a whole bunch of people um, with their rock music amazingness. And um, in the future, in 2688, they have to go back in time to prevent these two from being broken up. The band was in a breakup because Ted was going to be sent off to military called? school. Uh, what was their band called? It was something good, I thought. I don't remember. I didn't write it down. Wild, St- Wild Stallions. Stallions. Wild Stallions. Wild Stallions. Yeah. So, yeah, Ted was going to be sent to military school in Alaska and break up the band because of it. And so the people of the future go back Send Dan Carlin back in time to have them be able George to. Carlin. Dan Carlin's a podcaster, historian. <laughs> George Carlin. <laughs> Rufus. Yeah, send they send Rufus back, back um, to help them not get broken up. And then the idea is that they have to do their speech, uh, their history report, which is an oral report. Uh, and if they can pass history class, then maybe Keanu Reeves isn't going to be sent to military school and they can stay together. Okay. Yeah. So. so- they get to go through history and experience real life history through their phone booth. Um, and yeah, meet a whole bunch of historical characters so that they can use yeah. them so, for their report. So Ted has to pass this history. They thing. both need to really pass, pass it, pass. but yeah, but he gets it to, to military boarding school. Yep. Yep. So that's, that's the plot. So I need to say, I'm not going to get too fixated on this, but this movie didn't make the, the time part of this movie didn't make any of sense. It to didn't. Me. Like, I could not understand how they inspired the future, even though they were going to be broken up. Do you know what I'm saying? Same as Terminator. It's no, it's not the same as Terminator. If they were going to, yeah, it is. No. Timey-wimey. It's timey-wimey. Yeah, it exactly. It totally uh, works. I say it, it doesn't work. It does. But it's fun. But it doesn't work. Okay. So I don't know how you learn history by the way that they did it. Like they yeah, already they were just run around doing shenanigans. Stuff. Like oh, and let's read the history book, and it's like you probably could have done your report based on. And what like you're they reading, didn't really spend time with these people. No, they didn't. And at the end, of the, and at the end of the, during their pre- they did all this stuff. Like you didn't. You were just riding around time. You weren't spending time with these. No. I mean, no, really, they weren't. Maybe much, they were talking more in the in the. How much do you remember from your high school history classes? I remember some. I feel Why? like, you know how there's different types of learning? You've got visual learning and audi- auditory or whatever. This is kind of like immersive learning. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think it could be that way. But the, they weren't doing a whole lot. Now, they did like put on, what is that, uh, like knight's gear. Mm-hmm. And so they could say in these times, that's what it would feel, feel like. But they weren't really learning history that they would then be quizzed on later. Really? Well, fortunately, it was their it was their uh, final project for the class. They so weren't they being didn't asked questions. Quiz yeah, it. they were just reporting. So that was weird. Also, turns out history is all white people, um, except for uh, Genghis Asian Khan. guy. <laughs> so can I start on the Genghis Khan thing? Please do. Sure. Um, did they think that Genghis Khan was some sort of wild animal? Yeah. Oh, that's how they drew him was by um, drying him with food. Is that, is that what you what mean? They- they were like, here well, you go. Here he you was go. like eating all sloppily and then he grunting hopped on that, grunting around, a lot. Yeah. He hopped on that woman. He seemed to confuse. He tried to drink out of the toilet bowl. Did he really? I missed that part. Yeah, when they yeah. were in the house. Oh my um, God. It was really bad. And he was the only person of color. Yeah, which made me glad that they weren't learning anything about Shaka Zulu. 
Oh god! <laughs> you know what Real I mean? Problematic. Yeah. Like, that could have got really bad. Um, and then the only uh, was the only woman they had was Joan of Arc, and she wanted to do fashion and aerobics. Yeah, yeah, that appealed to her. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, uh-huh. it was fun, except for the f bomb. Okay, well, I guess we're gonna get these things out of the it way. It was really fucked up. Okay, what scene? Yeah. I don't. What scene? They hug each other, and then they are like, they one of them calls, or they both call each other the f word. The f word at the same time because they hugged each other. Like and they out of nowhere, emotion. like <laughs> they like literally bomb. It's like they just drop it there. They just say it, and I was I turned it off for for a while because I was on my way to work. And I was like, that was unnecessary because I was going along with it. It was fun, yeah. but um, that was unnecessary. Mm-hmm. I agree. So this movie comes out like we said, eighty nine. It's very much like Wayne's World, which I didn't remember because I did, I know Wayne's World way better than I know Bill and Ted. Mm-hmm. And so it turns out Wayne's World, the movies that I know, came out after this. So it influenced some of that. But the sketch was be- way before this. Was so Mike Myers either, was already the SNL sketch. Wayne's right. World. Was either of your introductions to Bill and Ted the cartoon? No. I didn't know there was one. It's a movie. Oh, Okay. Yeah. No, there was a Saturday morning cartoon that I watched for a while. Interesting. So there's, okay, and then there's also Doctor Who with his tel- his police box. Yeah, that, like had a to be, that, yes. that, could, that had to be copying. not a coincidence, right? Yeah, That's it had to be copying yeah. Doctor Who, right? Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's basically Wayne's World and Doctor Who put together. Yeah, so when they they start off, they're videotaping themselves and they're, they're a bad band. Like, they're not even, they're well, not good. They're not a band. Right. There's, I don't know what the definition of band is, but two guitar players don't sound like a band. But mm. exactly. But you <laughs> but, thought they were basically YouTubers? Yeah, they seemed like they were YouTubers. I mean, but that's that's literally what Wayne's World was too. And yeah. look at those, like, yeah, yeah you're broadcasting in your basement. Bu- public access, yeah. Uh-huh. It's kind of what we are right now. <laughs> Except for no video. So. Except for no video, so it's cool. Kind of the, the key point of YouTube. Um. Yeah, so... That was interesting in terms of influences and influencers. Um, also very funny that Winters Esquire. What what's his actual name, or what do we call him? What's his? Bill? Oh, Ted William. Bill. Bill. <laughs> Bill and Ted. He's one of fifty percent right. Bill's mom is three years older than them. They. Were- I love that. He <laughs> said, "Do you remember when we were freshmen and she was a senior?" <laughs> and at the end, he's like, "No, no, it's okay. I do have a bit of an edible complex, though." <laughs> and like, um, and the dad's like, "You guys need to go get dinner." And like, well, kicks he him kicked out of him out of his own room. <laughs> Gonna have sex in his room. I was like, "What is happening?" That was pretty funny. <laughs> and they just be calling her mom. Um, other other than the negative stuff I brought up earlier, this I had a lot of fun with this movie. I really like it. Yeah, well, because they're so they're they're not mean hearted. Uh, and so they're just kind of like, dude, it was really funny Be when they're like, yeah, they're like, why would we lie to ourselves? No, no, yeah. right? <laughs> there, there's so broke. many reasons that you might lie to yourself. <laughs> they don't think of any of them. Yeah. So, uh, so when they so first funny. get to the Circle K, yes. when Rufus shows up and is sort of trying to explain to them what's happening, they're kind of over their heads. The the future of them show up and like give them a bit of advice and say Rufus is the man. Listen to everything he says. Mm-hmm. Don't forget to set your clock and tell the princesses that we said hello, and then they go off. I love that sort of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that happen in Back to the Future 2? A little bit. I love it when, like, yeah, it's like, oh, you're watching 
you're you're already a time traveler watching yeah. your your earlier time traveling self and all of this like loop de loop. Oh yeah, stuff. it absolutely happens in yeah. Yeah, I was thinking the interaction. That was the end of Back to the Future. Remember when he shows up in Valley, he's shooting him, and then he sees himself leave. Leave. Oh, I was thinking about when he goes back and watches his dad knock out Biff. Yeah, and then himself that, on but the. But that's the stage. second movie. Yeah, and he's like, "I know, I'm back. I'm back from the future." Yeah. Yeah, it, it, that was a cool scene. Um, and then they That's why of, I just like the movie Looper. <laughs> can I, can I be, okay, their presentation at the end is really good. Yeah, really? that's why I think that's why I think really it, it really comes down to is they put effort. They clearly put a bunch of effort in, and they did learn something somehow. It's a really good presentation. How and long is their presentation? It was long. When did they set up the lights? The yeah. light show. They've got it all set up. Yeah, I think that's what any like. First of all, I mean. You think everybody just assumes that they've got a bunch of people to dress up, right? Yeah. Which is still, they got like eight people to dress up to help them with their project. Like it's pretty impressed. They put a lot of energy in, even though they probably aren't going to remember anything. Well, it's also funny, right? Like, okay, so they because they have time to play with, they, it's, it is almost possible that this did happen where they were like, okay, we're going to have lights. So let's go to the future and That's have right. these set up. And, let, and then like the keys where he's like, I really did, yeah, 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 I really yeah. did lose my dad's key. Because <laughs> they did that at the police precinct to get, yeah. to get once, um, once all sort of the people from the past get arrested and they're asking them, which is a funny scene, they're asking them their names and where they were born to break them out. They have to still get still his dad's keys. Yeah. And put them in the bushes, in the and bushes. then <laughs> tape record their voice. Oh, that was so funny! It was funny. It's I enjoyed really this funny. movie. It's really like a really <laughs> hilarious movie. But I, like, I, I like the circuits of time. You know what? I love how how mean Napoleon was. He was just oh my God, mean. He was hilarious. He was just so mean. Like like funny. he's clearly sitting there with three other children, and he's like, "No, I'm going to finish the ice cream." Yeah. <laughs> when he went to that water slide, and he was like pushing past the little kids. But then he loved it, and then he was like playing with it. Oh yeah. my God, that guy! He I also like that they didn't really address. He was cheating at bowling. Yeah. He, yes. he was cheating. <laughs> they didn't really address like the uh, the language barrier too much. Mm. They well, not that they didn't address it. They were just yeah, no, Socrates can't. Doesn't understand. Yeah. Like I, I was thinking, like maybe they would have enough historical so characters that they would like be able to, like Freud knew English and German clearly, and maybe would know French. Right. Mm. So I was wondering, but no. Then he, apparently uh, Socrates has to do everything with hand motions. So which crazy. Is interesting. Yeah. So crazy. So cra- <laughs> I love that they just kept calling him so crazy. Just kept going with it. And he, he, he who did, he uh, corrected somebody at some point. He's like Socrates. Yeah. Oh, really? and the, the, the princesses end up uh, getting brought to the be f- part of the band. Yeah, <laughs> I liked that. They bring these women from the past. <laughs> Man, it, this, it, I like it because he's like, "Can you sign this for me?" Yeah. Oh, you too, because you guys are actually part of the band too. Which is funny because they're not like on the actual thing or anything. But I guess that's to make it a better yeah. surprise. Yeah. They're not on the the cover. Yeah, it would it would be a spoiler. That's a party on, dude, and excellent. Which is very confusing because that is very Wayne's World. So. I and think I that was one of those familiar things. with the sketch, so I don't know if a lot of that is from, yeah, the time. I think this. Party On was was probably something people were saying. Yeah. Party On, man. I really, That's also, I really like, I mean, okay, that's the wrong way to put it. I, I, I found it interesting that he was showing his midriff most of the time. Yeah. So that was. Bill was. So oh, that was definitely like a, a look, a fashion look was. back then. Huh. Keanu Reeves' hair was like so... Messed up the I entire time. Who knew that guy would be John Wick? 
I know. This is exactly what I was thinking about just Who at this moment. That? Like that, he's all like grizzled and got his uh, salt and pepper and all yeah. of that. And and this is the dopiest, the dopiest character, the which really says something goofiest. about his. I feel like I know that he was kind of underestimated even at the time he was getting into the Matrix. Like he was, they kind of thought of him as a low cal, like low weight, you know, sort or yeah. low caliber sort of actor, but. It really seems like he's got a lot of range. I mean, a lot of limited. I don't know how to put that. Like some specific ranges. Julius is laughing at. Like Will Smith in in the Matrix. I cannot imagine it would have had the same. I know it would. He. I think he's too present. Or like he's too (laughs) much of a star. Well, well, no. You know what I mean. He was. Yeah, you're right. You can't really spark behind their eyes. But you can't right dial that down. Well, he what he can't dial down is his his like world knowingly. What am I? What is the term I'm looking for? You know, like like winking at the camera or almost sort of thing. Like I don't think he could have absorbed himself in 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 such a role where he is a blank slate. Like Will Smith can never turn that off because that's what makes him a star. So you right. kind of see that in everything that he's in. I don't care if it's seven pounds or whatever. He kind of still has that. Even enemy so state, state is confused state. the whole time. He well, still I was gonna, has yeah. it. I was also going to think uh, Men in off. Black, right? In Men in Black, yeah. Because in Men in Black, he's literally going into a world. He was like, what? What's go-? like like a world that you, but he's. He's still Will Smith. He's still Will Smith. Like, he's still smooth. He's it, still it's why we love charismatic. Him, but it wouldn't have... Yes, he's still charismatic. It wouldn't have worked in the Matrix. Yeah. He's so clueless in the Matrix that it works. But he's a different sort of clueless than he is in this movie. I right? know Kung Fu. Yeah. Right? And, <laughs> and then John Wick is just all business, I guess. Yeah. Not a lot of line, not a lot of dialogue, just shooting people. Speaking of, what was it that we... Uh, my uh, The game that I taught you guys earlier... You and said I was 27 like, Ronin. It was 47 Ronin. 47 Ronin. 47 Ronin. What was the topic that say? we think... That it was we, Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. Uh, what did you say? Keanu. I won. No, you didn't. I won with 47 Ronin, didn't oh, I? Oh, really? 47 Ronin had a really low... Oh, I said Bogus Journey. I thought Bogus yes. Journey had less than Excellent Adventure. Yeah, it made me watch Bogus Journey. Why not watch Bogus Journey? Have I you seen it? That it wasn't good. Recently? No. Was... Okay. I haven't I remember really walked around with death. Yeah, I feel I remember, I remember that one better than this one. Somehow. I do remember it better because I remember that um, we rented it definitely, and uh, they play a bunch of games against death. Yes, and they keep beating him, and at some it was like the joke is like best out of three, and they get to like best out of nine. And he's like, "You're damn right," and I really liked that he swore, like because yeah. I yeah. was a little kid and I was like, "You're damn right." Well, speaking of this movie, is PG. It's PG, but I believe it. I was PG-13. surprised. All I that... was surprised in the no, beginning, but then as we tame. watch it, it was pretty tame, except, except for the stuff with the mom. But the stuff with the mom is so like but is it's so. The yeah, do a lot. The kids are gonna be like, "Oh, they're gonna make out." Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it was okay as PG. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, also, I think. That it was interesting watching this because the paper is a lot harder to do without the internet. Like, I know. Right? <laughs> I luckily that I never had really any big papers that I. You did have to do without the internet. Yeah. Do you think it was more difficult? Yeah. Because I do. wait, hold on. Because now you do have the internet, you might be expected more. No. They might maybe, expect more maybe. from you. That's true. Uh, I remember going getting encyclopedias and writing a whole report on Lou Gehrig. Having to read encyclopedia articles and like find the art, find the and oh, if the the G was missing, I had to try to find another one, another library to find Lou Gehrig. Did oh, you guys no. ever do yeah. do? Uh, oh yes, <laughs> that was the problem. Do a project where you had to go through microfiche? Yes. 
No. A bunch. Old, so old. I never had to. I've seen it on TV. Like, I don't know. Old, like, like, old newspaper articles and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, Bill and Ted. Wow. Microfiche. Yeah. Okay. So, I'm but old. also school libraries. Like, my school library is where, like, I had to do one paper that I remember being kind of big, Russian literature. And I did it based on books. So I got those from my library, but it was like my school library. It wasn't that hard. Like you just go and get those books. But like I was at Garfield High School last week for a whole day and their library is not very big. Is it because they have computers now? Yeah. Was it always that little when you were there? I used to be there and it was much like, bigger. Okay, there for, was more there was more books. For half a lot second more books. Here, okay, that makes me feel better because I, I was a little worried for the kids. I remember what my school library looked like. I spent very little time in there. Mm. I think the only time I spent in there was because our career counselor had her office in there. Interesting. And I did really well in school. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I went in there to grab something, I think. You couldn't eat in there. You couldn't talk in there, so why would you want to hang out? Um, uh, I have a story to tell you about our school library off mic. Okay. So um, so without knowing much about this new film, what do you hope it's about? Oh, I know what it's about. I have no, no idea what it's about. Tell us. I have no, no idea. Apparently, they they make it to middle age. They're like middle-aged dads, mm-hmm. but they still haven't made it as a band. How is that possible? Uh, it's called Bill and Ted Face the Music. So it's supposed to be this great music group that influences the world. Yeah. So they get to this, they get this far and they haven't done it yet. So they kind of have to be like, uh, what's like, what's going on? Is George Harlan in it? I no. hope so. He, he, he passed away. Did he, he didn't pass away, did he? Did he? I, if is he George did, I still with us? I'm a fan of George Carlin. I hope he is. I don't know if he's still with us. He, he may not be. I'm not trying to murder people on the podcast, but I always wonder about people that age. Oh, shit. When did he pass? 2008. See, I knew he passed. He also was born in 1937. Jeez. So he had a good run there. He has huh. a really good, like, my mom introduced me to him, and actually, um, she also introduced me to, to um, Richard Pryor as well. Yeah. Those were two of her favorite. But he has a really good set about stuff. <laughs> uh, it's like, uh, you got to get more stuff, and you got to buy a bigger place to keep your stuff. And then, when you travel somewhere, you got to get a suitcase so you can take your stuff. But then, once you're there, you want to travel somewhere else with your friend, so you got to make a smaller bag, and you, <laughs> you can put a smaller subset of your stuff. It's really, it's actually really funny. <laughs> he was, he was funny. Oh, I'm sad that he's not here. Um, well, I was, when I saw that he was, I was reminded that he was Rufus, I was like, oh, this is great. I really, I really like him. Yeah. So someone's got to be Rufus. We need a Rufus for this film. Or they just do it themselves. They still have the phone booth. I don't know. Also, they fixed the phone booth with chewing gum? Yeah, they did. I liked that. <laughs> All right. Let's get into if uh, any other influences you guys want to talk about. I mean, this uh, Beavis and Butthead is later. Yeah. I guess it could be. They were mean spirited, though. They were mean. They were super. I never really got into the show because they were so I didn't mean. either. But I think also because the music videos were not my type of music. Yeah. It's this a- is definitely an age group further for me. So there's that, too. Let's see. Bill and Ted. What would. I mean, there's the cartoon. There's Keanu Reeves' career. Like, yeah. I loved Point Break. I loved Speed. Yeah. Speed was what put him over the top. Mm-hmm. He became an action star. Cut his hair short. He sure did. Zinsby, then The Matrix, and John Wick. 
I definitely think it's a good call that uh, that Doctor Who's police box influenced this. Mm-hmm. Um, the TARDIS. Yeah. The TARDIS, yeah. Although, unlike the TARDIS, there's exactly how much room inside of it. Yeah, it's smaller on the inside. <laughs> it's smaller on the inside. Oh, that was so funny when they were um, riding, like they were all standing in it like a boat. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, how are you going to fit more people? I'm worried about this. Like, it's not like the, 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 it's like, it's not protecting you from the outside. No. You don't have to be inside of it to protect you You're from whatever's going it. on outside. You could just be hanging out. What about like, um, what was that movie where, was it Martin Lawrence who went back in time? I want to say first it was like Nights. Nights. No. Yeah. It's First Night. First Night. Like things like that where it's like person it from the Black future. Night. They didn't no. call it Black Knight. Black, Black, Black Knight. It's so racist. <laughs> <laughs> it's called First Knight. You guys said Black Knight. <laughs> Two on the nose. Um, uh, like, but these, like, modern people going back in time and, like. No. It's called Black Knight. No way. You're kidding me. Of course it is, because it came out in 2001. Yeah. No, it's called Black Knight. Does it really Black Knight? Ah, it is called Black also, Knight. if anybody wants to <laughs> so win racist. the game that I um that I was teaching earlier, and somebody brings up movies with Martin Lawrence, try Black Knight. It has a fourteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, so I'm wondering about those, like those back in time, like. But oh, I think that's uh, there's there's a famous um, uh, Mark Twain story I think called uh, it's like a something in King Arthur's court. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it definitely isn't, like, a brand new concept to go back in time, but in terms of ones in movies and, and showing it and being funny and, uh, yeah, just, I don't know, maybe, maybe not. What a run from Keanu. He's, he's got a bit of a run where he does Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. He does Point Break, Bill God, Ted's Bogus Journey, movie. My Private Idaho. Yeah, I wrote a paper. Paula about that Abdul in fifth grade. Rush video. Hey, um, we're gonna pass up free. Much do about nothing. A uh, little bit of speed. Johnny Mnemonic. Sweet November. One sweet November. Chain reaction. Devil's the Advocate. House. The Matrix. Uh, the Gift. Sweet November. Two thousand one. Hardball. G Baby got killed. Matrix. Their Matrix movies. Um, and then Constantine, which is Lake House. You've Constantine. Lake House. I haven't thought of that movie. In Constantine's was that in two thousand. Constantine was two thousand five. I just remember watching that around that that high school college age. It's a crazy movie. It was gritty. It's really underrated. Mm-hmm. It's got a darkly Lake House, Street Kings, and then we're off to you know forty seven movies, and then we get to, we're we're in the John Wicks in two thousand fourteen. But yeah, that's a, that's a. It's a crazy cinematic run. It's pretty great. And all kind of different types of movies in there. <laughs> True. Um, okay. Other influences you guys want to mention? If not, let let me know what your favorite things are. Be excellent to each other. Yeah. Be excellent to each other. I think that might be it's my a favorite theme, thing. It's a theme for the week. Okay. Mine was that they considered water polo a water sport. Or Marco Polo a water sport. <laughs> Marco Polo is not just a water sport. I never considered Marco Polo a water sport, but now I will because it's I think funny that's to think of. Hilarious! It's one of my favorite games. I was really good at water it. polo. I was really good at water polo. Yeah, or uh, Marco Polo. Oh, water polo Marco? is a sport. You were good at Marco Polo. I was very good at Marco Polo because nah. I can be quiet and I can swim real fast. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> She's a shark. No, no. You, that sounds deadly. No, I was not good at it. I could like swim underneath your feet. <laughs> good, find me. Um, yeah. So anyway, that was one of my yeah. favorite water sports. Do you play Marco, Marco Polo. Polo in the ocean? No. I feel like only that's a pool, pool game. Yeah, only okay. in the pool. Fish out of water. None. We didn't grow up on the beach, Leah. That's a pool game, not a beach game. Okay. Uh, anyway. What is fish out of water? Fish out of water is like, as you're looking around, if you yell fish out of water, anybody who's not in the pool is out. Like, I got you because you're not in the pool. Because you can get out of the pool. Huh. But you have to be back in before someone yells fish out of water. So why doesn't somebody yell fish out of water as soon as you get out? They don't know because your eyes, their eyes are closed. They're looking for you. Huh. I can't wait to play Marco Polo with you. Apparently, there's some rules you don't know, which means we haven't played much. Oh, oh, fish out of water is an aspect of Marco Polo. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So while you're looking for people, if if you're like, I don't know that anybody's in the pool right now because I can't find anyone, you yell fish out of water. And if any of them are not in the water, they're out. I thought that was cheating. It's not. You just I have to get back to in the water. stay in the pool. That was the point of, fish, of <laughs> Marco Polo. But okay. Hmm. Okay. Um, that was my favorite thing. <laughs> I also liked their friendship. What? Yeah, the friendship was great. Yeah. I remember what I guess what you say was my favorite thing. They get to the future, and the song that plays seemed really out of place. I yeah, liked the song, but it seemed so like it was a roman- almost a romantic song. Well, it's funny because they're like hand gestures for like playing, but it was like really slow. Yeah, <laughs> it was super moody, moody music. It was. But that's funny because like, like that's emo, a weird choice. Yeah, it was a weird choice. Make it to the future. That's, yeah, I agree. That was really funny. Also, oh, they all funny. put their glasses on, or not all. At least the the three council members mm-hmm. they put They're their like glasses flooding. on right before like the guys are going to get in and leave in the machine so i'm like uh, it almost made me think of like a neuralizer from uh-huh. and they're in the world where but then everybody time travels two the two to the side take their glasses back off yeah like, they're just being cool but the guy in the middle leaves it on leaves them on i was like why did you put them on and then take them back off it was odd <laughs> i don't know everybody time travels in this future apparently the thing people do and they're not worried about any like That's messing with the timeline or anything. Yeah. people just time travel it's the thing we want to i was they, like because i was like are they I gonna thought, i didn't i didn't get that impression i got the impression they the sent rufus specifically for it yeah but like, yeah like but i think they all can the if they want to that they, he, they mentioned something he was like yeah that's what we do in the year or whatever yeah i was like are it's they are they gonna somehow neuralize these these uh people from history like, are they just sending them back with knowledge of the future? I think so. Because then they basically like, maybe you shouldn't invade Russia, Napoleon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that might change a few things. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, speaking of the past, um, apparently somebody from Mark, not Marco Polo, Monty Python was on the set, like help, like one of the helping make the movie that would they brought somebody some in to like help them with it when i first saw it i was like that's weird but then realizing like oh actually a lot of this movie is back in time yeah. which I you didn't know what because that that scene the part the section where they're in medieval times which doesn't involve any actual historical figure it seemed a little out of place but it did seem, seem a little monty python to me mm-hmm. yeah roy forge smith is who they 
is who they had be helpful. Speaking of, one of the major guys from Monty Python passed away in the last week. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. I don't like I don't like it. <gasps> no, sir. I don't like it. Is the life of Brian or Monty Python's, um, what do you call it, Search for the Holy Grail or whatever, are either of those movies 80s movies? I don't know, but this says there's a 1991 sequel cartoon TV series. So there you go for that. Yeah, I grew up watching those. Um, okay, are you guys ready to rate it? Yeah, ready. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Or is it a classic or are we past it? I'd say this is a classic. That's a classic. I was ready to say past it, except for Keanu Reeves. I think we have this to thank for Keanu Reeves, which is insane. That this worked. <laughs> To like really help his career, <laughs> we're gonna have to do the meaning of life later. Okay. Yeah. No, he was. But I think the, like he wasn't. He seemed like he was less the protagonist, but more the star. You know what I mean? Like Bill was. I feel like pressing things forward a little more. Like he was the more competent one, yeah. maybe. But um, I think the standout performance was definitely. It's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I'm not disagreeing with you. So we're gonna man. watch. We're gonna watch um, John Wick three tonight. <laughs> we still gotta watch John Wick two. The Wick. Still gotta watch the second one. Yeah. All right, friends. Hopefully you enjoyed yourselves. And it's funny because this was a time travel mu- movie going back in time, and we're gonna go even further to the land before time. Land before next time. week when Kendon, what will we be? We'll be back. Bye.